podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of the Homes and Communities Agency and J.S. Bloor Wilmslow Limited. The citation for this case is 2017 UKSC 12. Now, this case revolves around the rather controversial area of compulsory purchase orders. J.S. Bloor owned land near Rochdale that was subject to a compulsory purchase order by the Homes and Communities Agency back in 2002. The overall aim was to build the Kingsway Business Park that has now been completed and houses large distribution centres for companies such as Asda and JD Sports. J.S. Bloor bought the land in 2003 for £1.3 million and opposed the compulsory purchase order but this was rejected. The date set for valuing the land was the 4th of January 2006, but the law that currently exists for setting the value is unhelpfully vague, and this is the key issue at stake here. The relevant legislation is the Land Compensation Act 1961, and in particular Section 6 states that there should be no consideration of any actual or prospective developments when making a valuation nor, according to sections 14 to 16, any consideration of any planning assumptions. Furthermore, there is also something referred to as the Point Gourde rule that essentially means that the valuation should take place independent of the development being proposed by the acquiring authority. In other words, the value could not go up or down based on the Kingsway Business Park scheme that was in the pipeline. With all this in mind, J.S. Bloor put a claim in for around £2.5 million based on the potential for residential development of the land. Meanwhile, the Homes and Communities Agency valued the land based on its existing use value and came to a figure of only £50,000. With such a large disparity between the two sums, it is hardly surprising that this case ended up before the Lands Chamber of the Upper Tribunal. The tribunal generally agreed with the case put forward by J.S. Bloor and noted that there was indeed potential for future development of the land. However, because the granting of planning permission for such a development was by no means guaranteed, the tribunal came to a decision whereby the amount of compensation would be around three quarters of a million pounds. When the case moved up to the Court of Appeal, though, all bets were off. They suggested that Section 6 of the Land Compensation Act 1961, which you will remember from earlier is the idea that actual or prospective development of the land should be disregarded when arriving at evaluation, that section should be interpreted much more widely than the tribunal did in this particular case. Such an interpretation would certainly not help J.S. Bloor's case, and so they appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick this up. Overall, the five justices agreed that the Court of Appeal were wrong in the approach that they took because they ignored the possibility of all future development of the land aside from the Kingsway Business Park. In particular, such a restrictive approach cannot be interpreted into Section 6. This has been seen in previous cases such as Gelson where a broader view was taken that was much more favourable to the claimant. Indeed, the Supreme Court took the opportunity to praise the judgment of the upper tribunal, given the complexity of the law and the issues involved. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, the concept of compulsory purchase orders are politically sensitive and can even prove controversial. 
Where this is the case and the decisions that are taken can have a significant impact on the local economy, it is simply unacceptable that the law is at best confusing and at worst almost impossible to interpret in a consistent fashion. To their credit, the Supreme Court recognised this and even went so far as to call on the government to make changes to the legislation by way of the current Neighbourhood Planning Bill. Under normal circumstances, this would be seen as overstepping their role, but it is important to note that they are not making a prescription, but rather asking for greater clarity in the current law. This really gets to the heart of the issue. In an interesting article I read that was published by the solicitor's firm Ashford's, they suggested that the worst outcome would be a piecemeal reform that only adds to the current confusion. I would agree that at the very least we need to see a proper codification of the Land Compensation Act 1961 and the relevant case law so that there is a proper basis for making decisions. In an ideal world, the government would take the opportunity to institute proper reform so that we have a clear statement of intent. Whether we actually get this, though, remains to be seen as the Neighbourhood Planning Bill makes its way through Parliament. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. If you did enjoy it, make sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And I look forward to bringing you another case next week. Bye!